Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Kopan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, welcome to We Go Boldly. We are super, super excited to have you with us on this third episode of season five. We are gonna be talking more about faith and transformation today. And we could not be more excited to be with you guys. And I am going to welcome, as always, my super amazing, lovely, and talented co-host, Tova. How are you today? Welcome to the show. What's happening? I am good. I'm I'm kind of reveling in this new 2022 introduction where you just keep adding adjectives about me. I like it. I can I can dig it. I can get used to it. I'm enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm um, I'm working on my superlatives for your introduction. We'll see where they where they end up. I'm excited about it. I like it. You know, I didn't even mention to this you but this to you. But I appreciate it because the other day you and I were part of a women of business, a, was it a symposium kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And my the superlative somebody gave me was thoughtful. And I don't know if I'm not thoughtful or I am thoughtful. That's neither here nor there. But I was a little sad because it just seemed like uninteresting. And mm-hmm. I know that it had to start with the same letter as my name, but also like thoughtful and, and Tova doesn't like when you say it together, it doesn't sound like it starts with the same letter as my name. So like, it, you know. So we're going tenacious next time. There we go. Yes, that's tenacious what I'm saying. Tova. So there like I've go. been, I've been um, in an unhealthy way thinking about it, like in like really not a productive manner. So I am reveling in your, in your adjectives. I will take well, I'm, them. I'm replacing thoughtful, which you are. And it's a it's a lovely quality, quite frankly. <laughs> and that's what that's what's made it so silly was I was like, well, that is a very nice word. And, and then I was like, but what what did I say that made it come across that? And like, maybe you just exude thoughtfulness. That's very nice. And I was like, why are you judging? Like, you know, sometimes my brain can be a a dark, twisty place. And I was like, I don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> so. Listen, it gets the best of all of us sometimes. So it it it's does. all right. It's, it's the comparison okay. game, my friends. But I will say Riley was risk taker Riley and I liked it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I liked it too. The other option I was given, I can't remember right now, but I immediately rejected it and did not like it at all. I, I don't know what it was, but I would have also spent quite a bit of time thinking about it. So I I feel your angst about this adjective edition situation. I get yes. it. And I know that this is not at all what we're planning on talking about today, but somehow I'm feeling some sort of workshop that we are going to be presenting to all of you at some point where we are going to be giving <laughs> ourselves adjectives. I can just see it happening now. Yes. I'm just saying it now because I think we should not give other people the power to give ourselves adjectives. Although it is interesting to hear what other people have to say about us. That's always fun. But I like owning our own adjectives. And I'm- I do too. 
I do too. And it might be a good boundary setting exercise. Listen to us. We're planning your next course, people, and you're hearing right it live. Here. Right here. Right it's now. coming to us. I but think we might just be avoiding the topic for today. <laughs> I was just going to say that. What we're talking to you all about today is a touchy subject for us. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not even going to pretend like it's an easy topic. We're talking about religion. Of course we are. Do you know why we are? Because it's an entire season talking about faith and transformation. And we cannot avoid the concept of religion when we're talking about faith and transformation. Now, this is a tough topic because everyone I know is sensitive about the conversation around religion. And I don't mean sensitive in the way that most people mean sensitive, which is a negative connotation. I mean sensitive in that we have feelings about it, strong feelings usually. And those feelings are things that we hold on to and kind of maybe sometimes get defensive about or have a hard time talking about. And when I say we, I include myself in that in that sentence. I am not immune to that experience. And so this this is a little bit of a hard conversation for us to have. And we spent a lot of time before we even hit the record button today going, well, you know what, how are we going to even broach this conversation? How are we going to talk about it? And what does it mean? Because, you know, personally, my faith is very, very much separate from the concept of religion as a construct. And so how do I talk about religion in an educated and sort of objective manner for people to listen to? And how do I do it without, you know, offending anyone? Because that's not I don't want to offend anyone. And how do I do it in a way that is truthful to who I am and to who you all are and talks about this concept of religion and faith and I think a little bit of social expectations which comes into this conversation and into the whole experience we're talking about of faith and transformation this season. And so bear with us through this whole episode as we sort of sort through this conversation and 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 also i think understand that this might be complicated for you too it might not be but it, if it is you're not alone in that it is complicated that your faith your feelings of faith your feelings about religion your feelings about transformation and all of these things it might be sticky it might be complicated and that that is okay and you're not alone in those feelings yeah and i think um you hit something really particular you know we we always research, as everyone knows, because we tell you about it every time, that we always research for these um, po episodes, podcast episodes. Um, but even though we research for them, oftentimes we are researching things that we already know or we have read about and we're just digging a little deeper. We're learning more. Um, we're not always confirming what we already knew. There are oftentimes that we learn new things, which we absolutely love some of those are the episodes that we love the most and we get most excited about but i would say at least from my perspective religion is one of those areas that i feel the most insecure about in my education and this goes way back to being a very young kid who grew up in a very um christian religious community and I had friends who did Sunday school and, and I did, you know, stints in Sunday school here and there. And I would my grandmother was a Sunday school teacher, but I didn't do the every Sunday kind of Sunday school. And I had friends who would go to church together. 
And they knew stories and they knew references to things that I had no idea, absolutely no idea what they were talking about. And it was always a place that I felt insecure about. You know, they would tell Bible stories and I was like, ah, you got me. I mean, I just didn't know. And so even as a very young child in elementary school, I remember feeling very insecure and very um, sort of not part of the group, I guess, and not included, despite, like I said, having a grandmother who was a Sunday school teacher and, and I, you know, probably could have figured my way out through, but there was no, obviously like Google that I could have just gone home and been like, or like YouTube, tell me the story of Adam and Eve, you're, you know, whatever. Like, and so I think I have always carried this certain amount of fascination to religion and learning about religion and also this certain amount of insecurity. So I, I always worry about stepping on toes or saying too much. So I've, um, I, I do get nervous talking about it and I do get concerned. I have to mention though, I absolutely, one of my favorite classes I've ever took was in college. Um, and it was, I only did a semester at NYU and then decided that I didn't want to stay at NYU. But um, it, our first year, your, your freshman year at NYU, at least when I was there, you took an English class that was sort of mixed in with their humanities. And I, I think was, mine was like antiquities to enlightenment or something like that. And basically we read the Bible and I read the first books of the Bible, but as a, as a, not a religious text, but as if I were reading it as a, a book, right? And we broke it down and we looked at, you know, we looked at the, the book as if it were a historical writing, right? And so we would talk about what was happening in the time and all of that. And then we would read, we read about like John Locke and things that happened afterwards. And it was fascinating. And I just reveled in finally like learning some of the stories. But all that to say is I am bringing a boatload of insecurity to have conversations about religion to this. Um, so if you hear me like quote, like, well, the sociologist says this, it's because I'm like falling back on my research tendencies. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I would agree with that. My, you know, my religious training, if that's even a thing, is is extraordinarily limited and i did not grow up in as i've said before in a religious home and so while i've been around a variety of religions and i've had a bit of experience with a variety of religions i certainly can't quote the bible to you uh and wouldn't ever do that anyway um that doesn't negate you know, the need to have this conversation and to understand the way in which religion and faith are intertwined and to understand that that that, that religion itself is a, a location in which people do derive faith and that that is a wonderful and beautiful thing, right? And that there are many people in the world, certainly, who find their faith inside of a religious structure, whatever that might be. Um, and that that is one way, as we've said, for people to find 
community to to find um, security and safety and comfort and a place in which to locate their their faith. And so how does that sort of play into what we're talking about this season? And I think, you know, wherever you're deriving your faith from is not necessarily the most I, I don't know that it's relevant all the time. I think, you know, as long as you feel a true sense of faith that is, and by true sense, I mean, like, that it's yours and that you feel it and not that it's being put on you by someone else. Um, and that, that I say that because it's similar to the concept we've talked about sort of ad nauseum now, right? Of your inner voice, right? That it's actually something that you are feeling inside of you and not something that, and this is why social expectations is a part of this conversation. It's not something that you think you're supposed to feel. Um, so as long as that's what's happening, then I think it's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And this is where the conversation gets a little bit, I think, dicey and hairy and I, I get I get hesitant to even talk about it, right? Because this is where people get frustrated and, and defensive. And finding out whether or not your faith is yours or not is complicated because how do you know? And it's, or maybe it's not complicated. I It depends. It can be complicated because how do you know? Is it your faith? Is it something you're doing, you're feeling, or you think you feel because, you know, your parents told you to? Um, you live in a community that's entirely, you know, um, one religion. And so you think, well, everyone else is this religion. And so I'm that religion as well. And so that's where my faith comes from. Um, or when in reality, your faith actually comes from being in nature or from, you know, I, I don't know, doing yoga, whatever it is. Um, you have to sort of start diving into these things and sensing whether or not you're being true to yourself, I think, in order to understand your own faith. And that, like I said before, in a very long-winded and convoluted way, is where it becomes complicated and you have to start listening to your inner voice and your understanding of yourself in order to really know your faith. Right. And I think, you know, if you've if you listen to us this long, but I'll just, you know, break it out for all of you. You probably figured it out by now, but, um, you know, and I don't remember if we've said it recording, so I'm going to say it now, but, you know, Riley and I don't necessarily, I don't want to hedge it. We don't equate, we don't equate religion and faith to be the same thing. We do believe that for many people, for some people, for many people, they are the same thing in the sense that they have melded, right? So you are, maybe you're born into a certain religion and you derive your faith from that religion and your faith, your truest truth, your inner voice, your faith is, it comes from the, the learnings and the beliefs of that religion. And so for you, they truly are one in the same. And that's awesome and phenomenal yay yay for you like that's wonderful but for a lot of people um and what we're talking about is a lot of times they aren't the same and that's not to say that also that if you're not deriving your faith from religion 
and yet you're still participating in a religion, that there's necessarily something wrong with that, right? So going back to the sociological side of things, religion, and I have experienced this personally um, through marriage, but religion is often a very strong connection to a culture. And it is a way for a community to come together. I mean, there are, um, like I said, from a sociological perspective, uh, religion and community are often considered, you know, one in the same. And so towns will come around a, a church and we can get into where that, the norms and the rules and the social expectations come into all of that. But you may not really think about faith like we're talking about it when you think about religion and the role that it plays in your life. Religion means going to a religious school. It means going to services, but you're not tapping into the faith side. And that might be okay for you too, right? So there are a lot of different ways to approach this. And as with everything, we aren't judging how you do it. What we do, I think, want to make sure of is that as you're walking this lengthy journey through life um, that is hopefully filled with many years, filled with health, um, that you are making sure that you have not just adopted sort of a expectation of faith without making sure it's really yours, right? And making sure that you have really listened to it because I think it is so easy, just like with everything else to, for all of us, um, even, if, even if your faith isn't from a, a traditional religion to be like, well, I go out to nature and that's where I get my faith. And so you go out every day to nature and then you're like, you know, you don't really think about it. But if you were made to think about it, you're like, I actually don't really connect to anything out there. You know, like that could happen too. And so just like with everything we talk about, we really do want to make sure that you are truly listening to what you need to get that connection to wherever you get your connection to faith. Um, and it can, can, it can come from anywhere. Yeah. I, and I think that's a really good point that you can kind of, um, you can look at it in a, you can look at faith, whether you're looking at it through the lens of religion or something else, and recognize that it shifts over time. Um, we do need to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about that. So we'll be right back. Both Riley and I are lucky to have worked with incredible coaches throughout our lives. We knew that we wanted more meaning out of our lives, but we weren't sure where to start. Our coaches made all the difference. They gave us direction and support when we needed it most. Now, we are fortunate enough to be coaches ourselves, and we are excited to pay it forward. We can help you uncover your purpose and live your limitless life. If you would like to work with us, check out our services at www.goboldlyinitiative.com. We can't wait to talk to you. Now, back to the show. Okay, so we are back from break. And like I was saying before, it does, faith is one of those things that's fluid. And we've said this, I think we'll say this in every single episode we have this season. Faith is not, 
a, a an absolute, right? It's not black and white. You don't have 100% faith at all times. Or maybe 100% faith is fluidity, right? Maybe that's what it is, if that makes sense to anyone else. Um, maybe faith is is as a concept is something that is meant to change over time. And so maybe you derived your faith before from saying prayers every night before bed. And then that sort of that ritual sort of faded for you and it no longer filled that need. And instead, um, taking a walk at at dusk every night started to fill that need. And that's the, the fluidity we're talking about. The faith is still there. It's the means by which you access it that has changed. So the feeling of faith hasn't changed. It's just how do you tap into it? It's the method, right? And and that's, I guess, the difference for me. It's that you still feel connected to whatever you call it, God, the universe, the stars, earth, I don't, whatever you want to call it, whatever feels right to you. But it's the method by which you access that connection if it's going to church every Sunday, if it's going to church every day, if it's going to temple, if it's praying five times a day, whatever it is, that ritual that connects you to that that energy, that's what might change every, over time. It, maybe it doesn't. Maybe for 100 years, that's you'll do the same thing. I find that very unlikely because people have very short attention spans and things change. And that's the nature of life is change. And so as we accept that nature, that human nature, that we have to change, that we have to adapt, it's okay to allow our method of, of, of reaching into our faith to change and to move with us. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't change the fact that we have faith. And so I think that's one of the hardest things to accept when your faith is religion based, right? Because our religions teach very specific rituals. And so when those rituals aren't reaching your faith anymore, where do you go? I think that's where people find themselves running into trouble or getting frustrated a lot of times. Well, and I think that can be um, an issue, you know, from not even, it, it can depend on, you know, religion to religion and even just little group within a religion to little group within a religion, right? Like, because um, if you dress like anything, right, if you get the right um, mentor, I'll use that as a kind of a generic term, right? So if you get the right mentor in the religion or in any experience, they could say, okay, so this isn't working for you now, but that's why we have all of these other things. Have you tried reading the Bible this way? Or what about reading this book? Or have you thought about journaling on these issues? Or have you thought about doing this or doing, like there, there are so many different ways to approach the same religion if it's important for you to stay with that religion. If it is, if it has grown to be beyond just where you get your faith, but it is part of your community and your family. And it is important for you because we recognize that for many, it is very important for you to derive your faith from a specific religion. And so that is going to be your goal. Now, interestingly enough, just throwing out a statistic here, 
um, it is way less important for a lot of people than it used to be, right? So um, in, a, in a poll, and I want to say it was a Gallup poll, but I don't have it in front of me, but it was um, in a recent NPR article for the very, and it, yes, it was a Gallup poll. I don't know why I doubted that. But um, for the first time um, in 80 years, the first time this poll's ever been run, less than 50% of the, those in the United States consider themselves to be religious members or members of a religious organization. Um, and so 47%. And so less people are finding the need to derive them their faith from a specific religion. But I think that if you have the right mentor within a religion, just like with anything else, they can help you find that faith because there's different ways. Also, oh, there's different ways to skin a cat. There, I don't know any way to skin a cat, so I, that's just a saying. <laughs> But, which it's is a funny. Terrible saying. Where does that even come from? I How have no awful. idea. I don't know where it comes from, and I don't know a single way to do it. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, way to break okay. the ice, Tova. Yeah, <laughs> it's a stressful episode, and now we're just anyway. So the point is that there's there's different ways for you to keep coming back, right? And and I know Riley's petting her poor little cat. It's now terrified. She's going to run away next time I visit, um, which she does anyway, so I don't know why I would be surprised. But, um, but you know, and, and, and whether you find your faith from a religion or you find it from something else, you know, there's always different ways to sort of come back, right? And I think about, like, you know, AA, who said, you know, they end every meeting with, you know, keep coming back, and it works if you work it. And just a reminder, like, you will find your way. You just have to kind of keep doing it. But there's different ways to do things. There's different ways to figure out your path. Um, and so I think it is important to remember, and, and it is, it's always important to remember this, that so often if we were to have a, and we're going to talk a lot about, you know, crisis of faith over the next few weeks, but it's so important to remember that if you're having a crisis of faith, either within a religion or, or outside of the bounds of a structured religion, and you're thinking, well, it's not working, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you, right? By any stretch, it just might not be working the way it's set up right now. And there can be a way for you to figure out a different way for it to work. And either it means taking a step back, but if that's not something you would consider doing, then to find a different way for it to work within those confines of that religion. And I think that what is really exciting about living in the time that we are, and let's let there have be something that's exciting about living in the time that we are, because it's kind of a, a strange time. Um, <laughs> I wrote an email for work the other day. And I was like, Happy New Year. And I was like, well, and I even wrote, I was like, that just feels like a strange greeting for this time. like already and, and right wrote back and she's like it is a strange year <laughs> but um you know but like is that you know and, and obviously it changes depending on where you are even within our state within our country within our community but you do have flexibility to approach religion how you want to and there are and one thing i enjoyed um because I do, uh, despite the fact that I'm not a member of a particular religion, I enjoy 
I enjoy uh, a good church service every once in a while. And so I will put one on and I like it during the pandemic. I could watch them on YouTube. And I don't mean like the big, and I know they've been on TV for like decades, right? I, I don't enjoy those particular ones where there's like a mega church, but like I have a friend whose husband's a music, um, I don't know, leader at a church. And I always liked their church, but I could never go because it was not close by. And so I would sometimes do there when they were having virtual church services. It was fun to be able to just enjoy the music and hear some prayers. And it was kind of meditative. And, and so there are so many different ways that you can engage with religion now. And there are so many options to not engage with religion and still engage with faith um, that we have, that we can experience now from all over the world that just wasn't an option even 20 years ago. Um, so we are in a unique position, which can be exciting. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity to practice setting boundaries, um, which as everyone who follows us knows is something that we enjoy talking about um, at length over here. Um, because it's important. It's important for your mental health. It's important to your well-being in general. Setting boundaries is for you. It's not for anyone else. It's not a punishment. It's not meant to hurt anyone. Setting boundaries is a way of maintaining a healthy, happy life. And if you find a way for you to set boundaries around your spiritual life, um, you can set boundaries around anything. I mean, that's like... I, I don't know. I feel like that's peak level boundary setting. Um, and so it's a great opportunity to, to try and do that, especially now, as Tova, you were saying, when there's so many different ways to engage in religion, um, religious experiences right now. And so, you know, with this kind of changed world that we live in, there are opportunities to to find what works for you and what what resonates with you, what feels good to you, what you experience that um, that makes sense to you. And there's no reason not to do that. There's no reason not to try new things or or, or try old things um, that that feel like what works for you and for your heart and soul. So, you know maybe consider doing that as you move forward through this new year and and try new you know try to set yourself up for a a spiritual life that is fulfilling and that allows you to access that that inner faith that you already have um in a more kind of engaging way i think um a lot of people still and and maybe this is just me i don't know but i for based on the conversations i've had with people in my life, I think it's, I think it's a number of people have this idea that religion has to be a certain way or you can't experience it. And I, I don't think that's as true anymore. I don't think it's, you know, it's not like old movies, right? Like, you know, I think it's a much more modern world than what maybe we some of us have in our minds um not in all places obviously but in a in a lot of places and if you seek it out right and so if that's something of interest to you you can you can find what you're looking for um 
And that's exciting for people who maybe aren't, hadn't had religion in their lives for whatever reason and, and would like it back in their lives. Um, well, like I said, I think if you're willing to set boundaries around it, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, we recognize that religion, like I said, I have been very closely involved with religion in the not faith perspective, right? Where religion is a cultural perspective. It is a community perspective. And that does make it harder to say, well, this isn't fulfilling my faith needs. I'm going to go to a different church. <laughs> and it's like, um, okay, but like all of your family goes to this church and that's where everybody does everything. And that's where everything happens. And that your grandfather literally, literally, as in moved the bricks, built that church. Like that happens. That has that obviously happens um, and has happened in, in my family, in my um, extended family is the best way to describe it. And so we know that that happens, um, but there are ways to set boundaries. And as you were talking, I had this flashback and I, I guess I've never thought of it this way, um, but when my, when my dad moved, uh, when I was a, a young kid and my dad moved, to Maryland and he decided he wanted to start going to church or maybe he wanted to have me go to church. I'm not sure the impetus of us going to church, but we would try out different churches. So we would like go to different churches on the weekend. And I guess that's probably an experience that a lot of people don't have, right? Because they're just born in a town and they go to the church they've always gone to or whatever, or the synagogue that they've always gone to. Um, but we would literally like church hop like we would go to different churches in our area and try them out and see if we liked them and see if we like felt comfortable and you know he would also have to approach the leader of the church and be like i'm divorced what do you think about that you know like how will i fit in here and you know it was um i never thought about kind of what a perspective that was giving me like this is something that you get to choose but it is something that you get to choose. Um, and then when I was in high school, I had this unique experience of I played the oboe. And oboe is a great background church instrument if you ever need one. And so I would get paid to go play in churches on Sunday. So I got to try out a whole bunch of churches again. And, um, you know, obviously I grew up in a pretty Christian-focused community in central Pennsylvania. So this could be used for any other situation. But the point is that I got to see at a fairly early age that they're so different and you could feel it from a church to church, right? You could feel from one place to another. And so I had this understanding that you got to choose, you got to pick, you could still actually have those same basic kind of beliefs, big basic, uh, they, would, they would disagree that they were the same beliefs, but big, big picture basic beliefs and get to choose what fit for you. And I think that is the whole point here, right? Is that you can figure out what fits for you when it comes to faith. And then we didn't really get into the sociological kind of concept of this all, but you also get to figure out what fits for you if you are looking for something from the community perspective, or you are looking for something as a place to, you know, expand your family or get to know more people in your area because um, religious organizations 
as we could go, you know, we could have a whole very long conversation about the many, many, many roles that religion plays well beyond providing a place to um, gather faith from. Yes, that is, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Religious communities in general play an enormous role in most societies. Um, We do need to take a quick break, our second break, and then uh, we'll be right back. So bear with us. We launched our podcast with the goal of reaching other people who might be struggling or looking for something more out of life. We've been broadcasting for almost a year, and we are proud of where we are today. We have so much more to say and so many more people to reach, and we can't wait to keep growing and learning and talking with all of you. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create and we would love your support. If you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Now back to the show. Okay, so welcome back. <laughs> so um, before we before we end for today, um, I, do, I do wanna talk a little bit just because we, uh, we did envision this as a conversation about faith and religion, and we have talked about that. And we've talked about how they intertwine, but we've also talked about social expectations. And with the conversation about social expectations comes a conversation about boundaries, which we have had. But since I uh, I was the lucky person that got to do this research, um, and I say lucky very, very not seriously, because I went in some deep dark hole and struggled with the research for this episode. But I did end up learning a lot about religion and, and from a sociological perspective, which I found to be fascinating. And I learned a lot about maybe things I had already known, but really, you know, religion as an identity for a community and for a country and the, the purpose of religion and those expectations that it can place on you. And so it can be very difficult and very complicated. And we will be talking to, you know, as the next few weeks happen, we'll be talking to a number of guests. And um, as we talk to people about their own faith journey, I have a feeling that we will be hearing about sort of the expectations that were placed on them by the social expectations, society, and how religion may have played a role in those, or culture, or both. But I, but before we, um, you know, I don't know that I wanna to delve too, too far in there, but I do wanna just look a little bit at how religion can serve a role to answer questions and and how this is how we talked about what faith could do last week for us you know we we said what is faith and we talked about what faith was and we looked at the definitions and we talked about taking that leap of faith and you know when we are looking at why religion is even out here you know answering questions and and doing its thing and why we have faith it is because at the heart of it all, we are all looking for 
the same answers to the same questions, right? Which are like, why are we here? <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> um, what is our purpose? And I'm, I'm kind of chuckling and not really chuckling because I literally got these questions from my 10 year old the other day as he was sort of fretting over the pandemic and I don't know, the ice caps melting and the polar bears dying. And there was a lot of like, what's the whole point? And, you know, what are we doing and why are we here? And then um, it was interesting because it led us to a conversation about what happens next, right? And all three of my children have a very different concept as to what happens next and have different, you know, beliefs and different... Um, at different levels of faith and different types of faith. And so there is one who is very secure in his belief of a heaven. And then there was sort of a discussion of perhaps we return as, as animals. Um, and then fortunately, we kind of stayed there and discussed what kind of animals we wanted to come back as. And then they all finally drifted off to sleep, which was a blessing to end that very lengthy conversation. But, you know, religion can serve all sorts of purposes and we could get into all of the sociological perspectives. But I think that we do need to remember that whether it's some kind of faith that you're deriving from nature or whether it's religion from the church down on the corner or the temple on the corner, in my case, the Islamic center on the corner of your street, because that's what I have on the corner of my street. Um, it is, they're answering these, these deep, these deep questions that help guide us, hopefully, as we are trying to navigate life. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that's where we need to figure out how to set our boundaries. <laughs> because if they're not working, we need to figure out what will what will help us. Yeah. And, and ultimately, you know, the structure that a religion provides for people is, is meant to comfort meant to provide community as we've discussed and you know create rituals that allow us to access that deeper sense of connection the deeper sense of comfort that we're not alone that this is you know that there that there is something bigger than us in the universe whatever that something is you know every religion has kind of the same slightly different answer right and it depends on how you view faith obviously tova has talked about our sense of faith um as individuals uh but for for the sake of this conversation i think it's fair to say that you know, just overgeneralizing um, that that most religions are meant to allow you a sense of comfort and safety and security that should you be willing to, you know, join the religion and follow the rules of the religion, you have access to the faith, right? You have access to the connection of to the God that is the ruler of the faith, right? That is essentially the rules of, of a religion. Very, very simplified, I acknowledge, like super simplified. Um, 
and that that and that that gives us comfort that answers the the larger questions of life um in some degree i mean it's not going to give you the actual answer of you know specifically why are you here you know bob um <laughs> it's always Poor bob. bob we're back to bob i know uh and it's not going to tell you you know what's going to happen in in you know specificity when you die or you know all of those things but it it gives you some degree of comfort right it gives you some level of answers so that you're not out there in a vast ocean floating by yourself that's you know that's the goal and and that in and of itself is meant to help people feel less alone and less like they have you know no one else to rely on nothing else to rely on and that that lives leaves us feeling some degree of comfort and and that's what faith you know that's one of the things that faith provides us and so if you're a member of a religion that's one of one of the benefits now maybe you have faith outside of religion and you feel that benefit regardless and that's wonderful as well um but you know we appreciate you sticking with us through this this somewhat sticky topic of religion we know that we um that it was uncomfortable i mean well let me speak for myself this time it was uncomfortable for me to dive into this discussion um mainly because i know how tricky it can be to talk religion it's you know it's one of those things you're never supposed to really discuss with people right um and which I don't usually shy away from. I've never been called non-confrontational gonna, in my life. I was going to say, we discussed all of the other things you're not supposed to discuss with people. Right. Um, but, you know, it's 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 a necessary conversation for us to move through this season. And I'm sure it will come up again and we'll keep talking about it. It's um, it's an interesting conversation as well. And I think, you know, the, as we go along if you all have thoughts about it, we'd certainly love to hear them. I know Tova has some homework for you guys, and I'll let you, I'll, I'll let her get to that in a second. Um, but we'd certainly love to hear from anyone who does derive their faith from their religion and hear your thoughts on it and um, how that works for you. So feel free to send us a note or, or um, a message on social media. We're always open and interested to hear what your experiences are and if you're willing to share it with um with uh with the other listeners you know feel free to share it on social media and tag us we're um we're open to new ideas and learning from everyone out there so um thanks for for listening to this conversation today and we will be back with Tova. yes yes here i am um yes and i echo everything that riley said um and and when i just add that we are we are excited about this conversation about faith because it is so important to both of us and how we try to connect with faith. And so I think our our hesitancy, a lot of it was we wanted to make sure people knew that we, on one hand, were not passing any judgment on anybody's religion and choice, but, we, but and I say a but, or maybe an and, maybe it should have been an and, we want to make sure that you have a place to find faith. And if that's not in your religion, but your religion still serves a variety of other purposes, that you still find a place for faith in your life. And if you want that place to be within your religion, then you figure out a way to make that happen. And if it's if if 
you don't care if it's from your religion, find it from somewhere else. But we think that that the joy that you can have from just having that comfort of faith, right, is is enough to make it worth the setting of the boundaries. And you don't necessarily have to leave your religion by any stretch. But we're just saying, like, let's make sure we find faith in our lives, whether it is within the world that we already live in or somewhere else. So with that, we want you to do a little reflection. Um, you guys have, have had a nice little break and um, bonus for you this season. When we have guests, you're actually not going to get homework. So I don't feel bad giving you more journaling homework when we don't have guests. Um, but your homework this week is to reflect maybe in a journal entry on where you grew up and how religion played a role in either your home or your community and what effect that has had on you as an adult and what sort of social expectations or society expectations it has put on you as you have made your own personal faith journey. And for some of you, this answer could be super straightforward. You know, I, I grew up in a Jewish community, in a Jewish home, and now I find my faith in my Jewish religion and I am Jewish. Excellent. Awesome. That is, your homework is done. Check. Um, but for some of you, it could be a twistier road, right? And you may uncover that you didn't realize that some of the social expectations that you were raised with or the lack of social expectations that you were raised with have affected your faith journey. And they could have been in good ways. They could have been in ways that are neutral. They could have been in ways that now that you take a deeper dive, you're like, huh, Maybe I'm doing this because it's it's not what I want. It's just not that, right? And so, you know, take um take some time to think about that. And like Riley said, if you are willing to share with somebody, we would love for you to share with your accountability partner. As a side note, I finally read James Clear's uh, book about atomic habits, and he talked about accountability partners, and I could cry. I was so happy. I was like, we talk about them too. Um. But so reach out to your accountability partner. You can obviously reach out to us privately or you can hop on the socials and tag us and talk about it there. We would love to hear what you have to share, say in your experiences. Um, we would love to hear it. So that is it. Just take some time and reflect on how religion has um, affected or continues to affect your personal faith journey. And with that, we will be back next week with our very first guest. We're very excited and we can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit wegoboldlythepodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.